I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Steve-O! You can change your filthy animals. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is fantastic to be back. You're welcome back to another episode of Hello Steve-O podcast for Friday, the 6th of May. Welcome to the show live. Well, it won't be live when you're listening to it. I'm recording it live, live from Dubai. Yep. Some of you already know from having the crack with me on the Instagram, I am in the United Arab Emirates and uh, I'm in Dubai. I'm glad I keep saying Dubai because in my head, for some reason, my head keeps going Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. But I'm in Dubai. Uh, my, uh, I've got family who was born in Abu Dhabi, and I remember, uh, shout out to my cousin Ray Mullen, who used to be the, the bass player in our fantastic band, Fathom, which became the Brass Next before we broke up. Oh yeah, I've done lots of things, ladies and gentlemen. We were good. There's a YouTube video out there somewhere. I'm sure I've probably talked about it before on the podcast, but um, my cousin was actually born in Abu Dhabi, because back in the 80s, his, his parents were, two of my cousins, his parents were out working in Abu Dhabi as uh, English teachers, you know, st- teaching English as a foreign language. I think, actually, it might have been, it might have been actually primary school teaching. Anyway, um, he always tells the hilarious story of being on a night out and chatting to a young lady, and <laughs> it came up in conversation where they were born, and she said to him, where were you born? He said, I was actually born in Abu Dhabi. And she said, you don't look Arabic. <laughs> I still remember the look in his face when <laughs> he's telling me this story. <laughs> oh, my God, people are stupid, man. Fucking hell. Sorry, language. Come on, Stephen, there's no need for that. It's like the time I, w- I went and did a drama school auditions years ago over in... Um, I ended up in a place in uh, Essex, E15 drama school. They, uh, they offered me a, pa- a, a place on the master's course. And I was like, the master's? I haven't even done the bloody degree yet. And they're like, yeah, yeah uh, we'd love to have you in the master's course. And um, yeah, that'll be 20 grand. Thank you very much. I was like, see ya! But I'll never forget, well, like you do these audition days and these drama workshops and all this stuff. And I said to a girl in the course, I said, she like, hello, my name's Emily. What's your name? And I was like, I am Stephen. How's it going? Where are you from? I said, I'm from Dublin. She said, oh, did you get the train down? Fucking hell. Language again, sorry. But um, I, I'm just waving the language because eventually getting ads one day. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Hey. Um, so anyway, like that's a long way around to say that I'm in Dubai. <laughs> 
I am in Dubai, ladies and gentlemen. I am doing shows with the wonderful, the one and only Mr. Jason Byrne, who invited me to come out and open for him in his shows out here. And I know it sounds bizarre. How do you end up getting shows in 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 Dubai? Um, it's actually it's a thing. It's a thing. Not not just comedy, but there's lots of bands come out here, and because you've got loads of people from Ireland and England and the UK and all that kind of stuff that want their their home entertainment, I suppose. And um, I don't know if you guys know this, but people in Dubai have money, so it's not a problem <laughs> to fly people out to have to be entertained for a couple of evenings. So it's been it's been interesting. I'll, I'll get into that in, in, in a while, but it's definitely been interesting. Um, I've I've been to Abu Dhabi before on the way, and loads of you guys have probably done the you know whole going to Southeast Asia and Thailand and all that kind of crack and doing the backpacking all that crack. But I did the same thing. Um, in 2015, no, I think it was already that, 2014 into 2015, because we were on uh, Co-PP Beach for uh, New Year's night. Shout out to the man who knows what happened on that night. How are you? Um, me and a buddy went over there and <laughs> ended up a bit of a wild night, but it was great fun. But on the way over and the way back, we flew with Etihad. And my brother was working in a travel agent at the time, and he did all the bookings. And he was said on the way back, sure, just stop off in Abu Dhabi. I'll book you a night in on the Yas Marina Hotel, which is the most ridiculously swanky hotel I've ever seen in my life, even on TV. It's mental. It's in the middle of the Formula One track in Abu Dhabi. So when you watch the Formula One races that happen in Abu Dhabi, you'll see this crazy kind of shell-looking building in the, in the middle of the race, and that's the bloody hotel. So we stayed there, but we shouldn't have been staying. I said it to him afterwards, what are you doing booking us in there, you nut job? Us going in in our flip-flops and our backpacks and our T-shirts and shorts, you know, looking like backpack travellers. And you walk in and there's all these guys uh, in their full Arabic white clothing, uh, these beautiful women that all you can see is their eyes because they're wearing full burqas, but you can see by their feet, by their eyes and their hands that they have money because they are top-class pedicures with probably diamonds on the end of them and their eyes are like gorgeous, big eyelashes swashing, you know, swooshing through, you know, and it's... Uh, you, you just smell money, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, and you're kind of like, I, I, to be honest, we left the room once. We left the room once in that 24 hours we were there or whatever it was. We went to, went to the mall, which there was no one there in the mall, and it was the size of a city, that mall. It was like 20 Dundrums shopping centres put back to back. And we went and got a Dunkin' Donuts, that was it. <laughs> And we like we were just paranoid to even spend any money, like the price of everything. I think that's what we did. We didn't have enough money, so we were like we went to the Dunkin' Donuts and got a massive tray of donuts and horrible black coffee and just sugared ourselves up so that would keep us going until we had to fly home. <laughs> so um so yeah, that's uh, so I've been in Abu Dhabi before, and Dubai is uh, supposedly well, so they say it's the more liberal version of uh, the more liberal of the two cities between Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Abu Dhabi is actually the capital of the United Arab Emirates, as I just recently found out. A lot of people think it's Dubai; it's not. It's Abu Dhabi, and um, it's. I mean, as a lot of you will know, it is. It is a Muslim country. But I haven't, um, I think this is my first time, I wasn't in Abu Dhabi long enough, and it, we didn't really, where we were staying in Abu Dhabi, you didn't really kind of, you couldn't just go out for a walk in the street kind of thing, it, that's not the way it works. The hotel was like miles away from any, anywhere, and you had to get a taxi to go everywhere, so we just kind of stayed in the hotel and went to that massive stupid shopping centre. Um, but... Um, 
this is the first time that I've been in a place like this long enough where you get to experience the culture a little bit, a little bit, and the cultural differences and the value differences and the moral differences. Um, like porn is illegal here. Like not even, you know, it's not, not even a joke. It's like it's illegal to the point of like if you got caught watching it, I Google it, if you got caught watching it, you're, you're liable to be arrested. Uh, people being drunk and disorderly in the streets, thrown into prison, like all this kind of stuff. So, um, like, I feel like I shouldn't. I mean, this room could be wired, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm in the hotel room recording this podcast, and I'm kind of like, yeah, they could be listening to me. Well, I haven't said anything wrong. I'm just saying that's what the laws are. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, um, uh, I'll talk a little bit more about Dubai in a sec. I just wanted to get uh, start off with saying a massive thank you to all of you guys out there. Um, for the amount of messages I got in the last week that Hello Steve podcast came back was beyond um, uh, it was I, was I was beyond grateful. I was so happy that so many people were happy that it came back. Um, it wasn't really a planned return, to be honest with you. I I knew I was, and I do have, as I said in the last podcast, I do have another treat for you guys coming out soon. So another podcast will be coming out soon as well. But uh, I will talk about that when it's closer to the time of launching that. But um, I thought in the meantime that I still wanted to do Hello Steve a podcast. It was a very last minute thing, and I can't remember if I said it in in uh, the last episode. I probably did, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But the main reason, the real kick in the arse, the real moment that made me go, oh, people actually value this that thing that I'm doing, was, as I probably said before, was I went to Vicar Street to watch Blind Boys podcast live. I was sitting there in the front row, and a guy comes up and shakes my hand and says, uh, I love your work, Stephen. And I was like, oh, thanks very much. I presumed he'd seen me doing comedy somewhere or saw me at a club or whatever. And he said, no, I've listened to your podcast. I listen to Hello Steve podcast. And I get all these stats that shows me everywhere in the world where people are listening to the show. And I used to always get this stat that somebody was listening in Afghanistan. or in I did get Afghanistan as well, but in Syria. And I was like, what a load of rubbish these bloody stats are. These are just robots somewhere just making it look like I have a listener in Syria. And sure enough, this guy, Kevin, shakes my hand and he says he used to pay to get a VPN so he could hack the Syrian internet to get out to be able to download and listen to Hello Steve podcast. And that to me was like, and he loved it, obviously, because he went to that effort to listen to the thing. So, Kevin, you are responsible for Hello Steve podcast coming back. So, I thank you for that. And then the last week has just been fantastic. Um, and I'm very grateful. You have to say thank you. And, you know, you, uh, look, I genuinely am very grateful for all the messages that you guys send me. And, uh, I, you know, it gives you, it gives you a sense of meaning in your work. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes, I, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but in lockdown, I was like working hard when lockdown first was a thing. I worked really hard on Hello Steve podcast. I had, um, uh, a producer helping me out on the show as well and the podcast started to get even better and better and better and I was like there was music on and there was interviews and there was all sorts of things going on in every episode and I became exhausted because I wasn't feeling like um I didn't feel like I had a sense of purpose and I think that was down to the fact that I, a I wasn't doing stand-up comedy so I wasn't getting out there and doing my thing and b I was at home every day just talking into a microphone and um, doing all this editing on my on my own and then I just click and it goes onto the internet and, you know, you get messages on social media and all that stuff. But it just felt a little bit, it was difficult. 
because you're not getting the physical feedback. I, I don't feel like I'm learning this about myself. I'm a kinesthetic learner, which I learned on the Trinity Access program, which means that I learn by doing, but I also learn, I have to physically learn. I have to, that's why I love stand-up comedy, because I can hear and physically feel people's energy in a room. With this, while I love doing it, and I'm full of energy now speaking to you guys, you don't get that same kinesthetic feedback because it's another message on the phone. Do you understand? It's another like on Instagram or it's another follower. And while all that stuff is great and those things are important, it doesn't give me the kinesthetic feedback that I need in life. That's just the way my brain works. So it became a little bit difficult for me to keep going because I wasn't getting the physical feedback that it is that I need to understand a little bit my purpose or my place in the world, you know? Um, And so... To get those messages from so many people in the last week, even though they're still messages, it did give me a huge sense of um, purpose, and I'm delighted. I was I was delighted to get them all, and we had some great crack. Um, and while this uh, format or this way of I'm doing the podcast now is going to involve a lot more of you guys sending me messages and stuff like that, what happened was I, I realized I have to get more organized because I got so many messages of things that people wanted to talk to, uh, wanted me to talk about on the show, and uh, like it's just my inbox is on, on Instagram is it's just full, and I don't even know where to find who said what or what question and blah 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 blah. So I have to re I, I reset up the old Hello Steve-O podcast at gmail.com email address i reopened it there and i've got shit loads of emails from people that i haven't gotten um uh who i haven't gotten back to um so i'm really sorry about that but like this is i'm just reading this one here march the 28th 2021 (laughs) somebody asked me about the film and all this stuff so um sorry julianne if you're listening i'm sorry um (laughs) And I didn't get back to you earlier on, but uh, it was just the whole the the whole email address went down. So I'm going to have to get more organized about this podcast and uh, about how I'm going to be able to answer your messages and all that kind of stuff. It is not my strength, and that's what I'm going to talk to you a little bit about now. Um, anything to do with a lot, a lot of options, my head gets a little bit overwhelmed. And I realize and I'm working on it. And I'm going to CBT about it. You know, there's things going on with me mentally, but um, it's all fine. But I just need some tools to get better at these things, you know. Uh, so I'm working through that stuff at the moment. But I definitely get overwhelmed when, you know, I have to organize something. Or like, for example, today before starting the podcast, I was looking through all the messages. I'm like, I can't find that message about that question about blah, 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 blah. And it just becomes too much in my head. But that's where I'm thankful for you guys because I had a stressful, and I know this, to some people this will sound like first world problems, but it genuinely wasn't. It genuinely fries my brain when I have to do something like going shopping. It is not fun for me, and it's, I don't want to go the very easy route of saying I fucking hate shopping or anything like that. It's genuinely stressful for my brain. And you guys... Um, I, some of you will might have seen the story, some of you will not. I had to go and get some sort of a suit or a, a suit-looking thing or a nice uh, jacket, blazer jacket with an outfit to go to a wedding, which I'm going to in another part of the world next week. And you guys were fantastic. And thank you very much. Um, I, I was just so bloody annoyed about having to go and do it. And again, I was poorly organized. And I left it to the last minute. And Monday, I actually still haven't got the shoes. So I still have to get it for the shoes. But I won't be getting shoes in Abu Dhabi. That's for sure. Because they don't have pennies. 
<laughs> no, I'm not going to get shoes and pennies. But um, I uh, I left it to the last minute. I was flying out to Abu Dhabi on the Tuesday. And Monday, I was doing gigs right up till Sunday night. And I left it till Monday to go and get this suit. Now, why was that last minute? Because I was flying out to Abu Dhabi. And I had no clothes for Abu Dhabi. Oh, fuck's sake, I keep saying that. Flying out to Dubai on the Tuesday. And I had nothing, nothing, or no clothes for Dubai. I needed new T-shirts and uh, shorts. I didn't have any of that stuff. So I needed to go all get all that stuff out. But I also had to get the, the clothes for the wedding sorted. Because I literally fly back from Dubai, arrive on a Monday and late on a Monday and I'm flying out uh, to New York on a Wednesday. And that day is obviously the Tuesdays are going to be the day to, to see my daughter because I won't have seen her for feckin' days. So it's not the time to go shopping for a suit. Um, So I'd left it to the last minute of Monday of, the, of this week just gone to go and get it. And even the woman in the shop was going when are you going? Sorry? You left it till now? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, shout out to Judy in Selected Ireland. Selected is a brand that I really like because it's kind of cool, but it's like, it's not ridiculously expensive, but it's a little bit better quality clothing, but it's not too snobby. Uh, check them out. I love the for, for men and women, they do lovely stuff. And I had, uh, I, I really like their clothes because a neighbor of mine, believe it or not, is the owner of it. So... He quite often will knock on the door and go, here, that looks good in you there. Now have that, have that. You know that those trousers that you guys have all been laughing at me about? Those grey trousers that I wear on stage that I always leave the bloody fly down? Well, they're from him. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the fly. The fly is not the problem. I'm the problem. I just keep forgetting to pull it up. So I just, I like those clothes. But I knew that I wanted, I didn't wear, want to wear a suit suit to this wedding, you know, like a proper wedding suit. It's going to be a, a, a wedding on a beach, if the weather's good, and if not, it'll still be a kind of an outdoorsy type of a thing. Kind of casual, and it's in the Hamptons. So, you know, basically, whose wedding it is, but I'll speak about it um, maybe next week. when I, I'll, do a, I'll do a pod from there next week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... Uh, I knew what I wanted, a kind of a linen-y suit type thing, but not too far that it's like one of those linen suits that people, rich, rich, rich people in Dubai wear. I had to be able to make use of this jacket another time, and Selected was the perfect brand for me, because I knew I'd get to wear those clothes again, and it wouldn't be outrageously expensive, and... Um, and I was right. I went down there. I, I liked what they had online. They had linen suits, but but they're not too skinny and they're not too, you know, they're they're a little bit more casual suit jackets. They had the, um, I didn't get the shirt from there, actually. Um, but Judy was amazing. I didn't know my size is nothing. That's how stressful it is for me. I get down to Dundrum and she watched me go in and out of a dressing room at least 10 times. Trying on a jacket, going back. Trying on a jacket, go back. Right color, wrong color, blah, blah, blah. And Judy looked at me and she said, excuse me, sir, do you need help? And I, I think I must have looked like I had tears in my eyes because I, like, I just went, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know my sizes. I didn't know what was supposed to, like, I was I was stressing about my waist. That You know, I was like, oh, my God, the suit jacket doesn't close. And she was like, they're not supposed to close. Don't worry about that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I was so stressed about, you know, picking it but then i kind of i did it like i i love ordering clothes online i do and i don't order anything too fancy that it needs to be the right most perfect fit so i don't mind ordering clothes online shoes i know what i want i know my size easy peasy but with a suit jacket and a look and all that kind of thing in my head i was like right i'll get the jacket and the trousers will come with it 
of course, I turn up to this place. They only have the blazers. They didn't have the trousers. I'm like, oh, my God. She's like, I'm going to have to order from Copenhagen. When's the wedding? And you know, blah, blah. I don't know if I'll hear, be here by then. And that was just adding more stress. But Julie, Judy was kind enough to go, look, these chinos will look good with it. I'm like, I don't wear chinos. I'm not one of those guys. And she's like, calm down. You'll use them again. Here's the other scenarios in which you could wear these chinos, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, because she could see by the look of me that I just wasn't, you know, I didn't want to be walking around like, uh, yeah, I wear the chinos, you know, and um, and the, the old sailor shoes, you know, you go and sail in the weekend, don't with the guys, you know, a couple of points of high now. I'm just not that guy, you know. But that's the chip in the shoulder that I have. I need to let that shit go, you know. And she was kind of going, just get the chinos. They look good. And this is this is what you'll go for, you know. So thank you so much to Judy. And we voted, you guys voted on the blue jacket versus the green jacket. In theory, in the pictures, I preferred the blue jacket, absolutely. But on my skin tone, the green was much better. We went with the green. Then I went, I got a, a like a white linen shirt in Zara that's kind of loose. And I'll probably get some... I know Johnny Depp type necklaces to wear underneath it so I can wear it a little bit open and it's not too formal. I've got my sunglasses, I've got my curly hair. You know, I look like a guy at a wedding, but I don't look too stiff. I'm happy. And you guys were amazing helping me with all that stuff because it does overwhelm me, choice. And, you know, it's the same when I make stuff, when I'm making a show or whatever like that. Once I know the route that I'm on, I'm grand. I absolutely fly it. But... If you're to go, uh, do you want to do you want to write a, a comedy show, Stephen, or do you want to do, do you want to act today, or do you want to do you want to write a play, or do you want to? I'm like uh, 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 uh. tidying down to the point of tidying a room. Now, I'm not going to get into this whole thing. People will argue, you know. People will go, uh, everybody has that, blah blah blah. But I've been going through different analysis for different things going on in my brain and there's there's quite a connection there for the old ADHD which kind of makes sense to be honest with you when you look back at my bloody life but um I'm in the middle of assessment for that and I'm doing CBT at the moment um which would help with that well even though I haven't got that exact diagnosis yet I've been struggling with those types of things all my life anyway like if you ask me to tidy a room and uh, watch me go it's not that I'm lazy it's I get overwhelmed by how do I start this where, where do I start whereas if somebody goes it's a race you gotta do it in five minutes I'll go Brrr, you know and I find sometimes in order to get things done like simple basic tasks like making a choice like writing an email like doing a to-do list like simple things I can find very overwhelming because my thoughts go they think about the million different ways that you could do it before you don't, and then you, then then you get paralyzed and you sit in the same position and you, and you don't make a choice. Whereas if somebody goes, you need to do this by now, boom, I go, I do it. That's why the Trinity Access Program and being back in education was great for me because the end result I always knew was there was deadlines. You have to get this done by then. You have to boom, 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 boom. And that really helped me. And then even though I would still get stressed as to how I was doing it, I started to pick up tools along the way, like how to do note-taking, um, a wall planner for my wall. Anything, any notes that I take digitally or any anything I put in my calendar digitally, it does not work for me. It does not work. I've missed so many appointments in the last few weeks, in the last few months. I've doubled over on stuff all the time. Unless I have a pen and a paper, and I still haven't bought it because I'm a fucking idiot. That's how organized I am. I was supposed to get that diary on the, sa- on the day that I was getting the suit as well. Unless I have it physically written down, I'm not going to remember it. And unless I can touch it and feed, this goes back to the kinesthetic thing. If it's just another thing on the phone, I don't relate to it. Whereas if I see written in the diary, I can see physically the week in front of me. And I go, oh, that's Monday, that's Tuesday, right, okay, and that day is happening, that blah, 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 you know? 
So, you know, I massively struggle with organization and all that kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm really working hard in CBT at trying to get better at, at, at picking up some tools and, and, and being better at those types of things. And I was proud of myself with the suit situation because, A, I asked for help and Judy was amazing. So I didn't just go in my head and just stand up, you know, when I was walking up and down, walking up and down, and she said, do you need help? It was a big thing for me to go, yes, I need help, please. This, this is the information. Help me. <laughs> and she was amazing. And... um and I and I got the now I do still have to get the shoes so I will you know I probably I'm going to have to go run out and get a pair of shoes on the Monday or Tuesday when I get back to Dublin but um, at least the chunk of the work is done and I'm happy about that and I'm, I'm proud of myself that I got that done because uh, it is difficult for me so uh, I, so it was great crack in the end because by doing it on Instagram stories I actually had great crack with you guys um yeah the green is better on you no jesus the blue i got one somebody said no the green ages you i was like jesus relax relax but anyway i'm looking forward to going to this wedding now and i'm delighted that i have my outfit i'm actually talking to you now guys from dubai going "Ah, i feel a sense of achievement that I got that done, and I'm delighted. So thank you, everybody who sent all the messages in, and thank you for all your help on that. Uh, We got the green jacket, white shirt, cream chinos, and I was going to go for those, you know, suit, uh, white trainer things, but I'm thinking I might just get uh, a bit of suede brogues or, like, suede, uh, you know, those desert boot ones of that color, because I have a black pair of desert boots, and they're so comfortable. They're great in winter. They're smart, uh, and I'm thinking of getting the brown ones, but I don't know if that's too hot. Anyway, I'll, you know... (sighs) We'll get to that another time. So, here I am in Dubai. And um, honestly, I don't know how you guys feel. I don't know if you've all been to Dubai. It's never been somewhere on my to-do list, especially after being to Abu Dhabi, that I was particularly attracted to go to. But in this situation, I'm working. So, you know, it's all being looked after. I'm not paying for any of this. So, it's a great opportunity, you know? Uh, But I'll be honest... I didn't, I've, I've struggled the first uh, day and a half here, you know, I don't know what you guys are like, but I'm definitely, and especially when I'm on the road a lot, you know, you'd think I'd be used to traveling, and I am, but I do get, I, like, I don't think this has ever changed since, <laughs> since I was a kid, it's crazy, I do get a little, and I've traveled a lot, I have traveled a lot, um, I've lived abroad, I've lived, you know, I mean, when I was 16, I lived in the US on my own for, for a, a couple of months and stuff like that. But every time I travel, even at my age now, in my mid-30s, I do get homesick. It's weird. The first 24 hours, I do get homesick. And I think it's even worse now because my daughter, I do not like being away from her. If it's a couple of nights and I can see the end of it uh, and uh, and I can, video, I can WhatsApp video call her easy peasy, that's grand. But... Believe it or not, WhatsApp, video, and audio calls are banned here. It's the most bizarre thing ever because we can text, right? You can text on WhatsApp. You can send audio notes, uh, voice notes on WhatsApp. You can even send videos on WhatsApp, but you can't audio or video call here. It's banned. And I didn't know that until somebody had told me that night because I was in this first really frustrating position of trying to, for the first night, trying to call my daughter and she's getting really pissed off that she can't talk to her dad. I'm getting pissed off this end. And all you get is like the, the, the call rings and as soon as the other person answers it, it just says connecting, 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 but it never connects. So that's one of the bizarre things of being here. It's a very different culture to, while lots of aspects of here are westernized, it is a very different culture. 
morals and culture are very different here. And um, that and also the fact that this is, you've got to understand, this was a desert. There was nothing here. And men with lots of money, or humans with lots of money, came along and said, we're just going to build what we want here. So it's a completely human-made place, which isn't, I mean, for me, it's not the most pleasant of feelings. It's quite eerie, and it does have an air, and this could be, you know, it feels a bit soulless, you know? And it's odd. There's no nature here, and that's an odd feeling. So we flew over, and um, it was grand on on Emirates. I've always wanted to fly in Emirates, uh, because I'm a big Arsenal fan, so uh, Fly Emirates is the the Arsenal sponsor, and um, I'd never really... uh, I'd never really, um, it, it, it was nice. I did Etihad before, but, it, you know, it was it was lovely. All the all the air hostesses were lovely. It was grand on the plane. It was comfortable enough. Do you know what's brilliant is, like, the football was on. So, at one point when we were coming into land, excuse me, in Dubai, Liverpool versus Villarreal in the Champions League was on, and we got to watch live TV. So, I thought that was cool. And you could get Wi-Fi on, on the flight as well, which I know probably lots of you going, yeah, those, Stephen. But I thought that was cool, especially on a seven-hour flight. Now, I did have to pay for it, but I was able to WhatsApp, you know, and stuff like that on the flight and send videos and say goodnight to my daughter and all that kind of stuff. So, that made me happy, you know. And then we get here and we're picked up in a car, lovely fancy, you know, Mercedes, and we're brought to the hotel and it's huge. And by the way, it's a mad drive from the airport to where we're staying because it's just this massive, big, huge, long drive on this, like, it seems like it's like seven, eight, nine, ten lane motorway, and we just go straight for ages, and then finally, it was a good half hour on this massive thing, and you, and it's all city either side of you the whole time, massive skyscrapers all over the place, and they just seem to just build wherever they want. And Jason said, I'm over here with Jason Byrne. Jason said, like, when we went to the beach, he was like, honestly, there was nothing here the last time he was here, which is only three years ago. And now there's huge skyscrapers all there and shopping centers and all that. And, you know, it's just, it's mental. It just, everything just shoots up out of nowhere, you know? And um, so we arrive, and it's all face masks here as well, which is a bit weird getting back to that again, because you're like, oh, really? Come on, Corona's not going to survive in this heat. It's hot. It's humid. I've been in hotter conditions. I've been in Hong Kong where it was 80% humidity where you literally sweat immediately. It's not that hot here, but I think it does get that hot. It's just this time of year, it's not that hot. And we just kind of, we came and uh, we're, we're, we're performing in McGettigan's pubs. McGettigan's is, is a chain of Irish pubs here. And they're the ones who have uh, flown us over. And it's, you know, the hotel is great. And the Irish pub is great crack. Um. Uh, we so we go down there for a dinner and all that kind of stuff, and they look after us, and it's brilliant, and all that is brilliant. Um, but it's everything is uh, it's it is a bit eerie because it's got different traditions here. So you you can drink in the pub, but once I think the law, and I think the law still is, is that you can only drink alcohol in hotels. So this is obviously a pub as part of a hotel, you know. But then you hear the stories of people who kind of went out when they were drunk. So they got drunk and they might have been walking to another hotel or something like that. And they got caught being what looks like drunk and disorderly. And they're quickly nabbed up and thrown in jail pretty quickly. So, yeah. I mean, basically, a standard night out in Dublin, all of these would end up in prison, right? (laughs) And it's weird because you don't see any police around. But it's because you don't need any police because nobody steps out of line kind of a thing, you know? And the next day we went to the beach, 
right? And it's bizarre because you know that this beach is kind of constructed because we're even like, is this sea real or is, you know, is this constructed sea or we didn't know? Because Jason was there, it was like, yeah, last time none of this was here. And you'd massive, like, restaurants all around the beach, a huge, giant Ferris wheel, like, bigger than the London Eye type of a thing. Um, and... Uh, and then there was people, yeah, there's there's a plane going in the air over the beach the whole time and people dropping out of it all the time, parachuting, like, not even joking, every, not less than five minutes, you just see loads of people just jumping out of a plane, like. <laughs> um, And then the most strange thing is, well, I keep saying strange, but it's just different. But because it's a Muslim country, nobody's allowed to show their bare skin. And, and there's a sign on the beach that says, you know, please be... um. Uh, what's the word it used? Uh, considerate of of you know the cultures there, or whatever like that. So I barely saw any women in the water, if at all. And and if the odd one or two were Westerners and they were wearing normal women's swimming togs, um, I didn't see any Muslim women in the water at the beach. Actually, I've seen them in the swimming pool in the hotel, but they wear full body suits, like the, um, everything's covered basically. And then even the men in the water, um, so it was mostly men in the water at the sea. They're all covering their bodies completely. Um, and that was uh, that was strange because, you know, we have uh, a, a woman in a part of our group, so she you knows she's Irish, so she's wearing what she would normally wear at the beach. But you can feel that everybody is looking at her, and that's a bit odd, you know. It's a bit odd because they're very strict on anything to do with sexuality. But then apparently the things that go on behind the scenes here, apparently, okay, allegedly, you know with regards paying for sex and all that kind of stuff all that stuff is normal so it's like you're not allowed to do all these things you're not allowed to watch porn you're not allowed to show your body and your skin and all that stuff but everybody gets drunk behind you know they don't drink either like if you're but apparently that stuff all happens behind closed doors so that it's all a bit odd it's all a bit odd and i did find like i, I was there at the beach you know and i was there yeah it's the sun but i was kind of like i tell you what i appreciated i appreciated europe I appreciated what we have in Europe that you can be like two hours on a flight and you can be in the Algarve and you can be in a beautiful beach there and you can you can have a beer, you can do whatever you want. And I appreciated, you know, and we've got beautiful beaches in Ireland as well, let's not forget that. But I appreciated Western, you know, culture a little bit more. And you've kind of morals are just very different here. And I found myself questioning, are are we right? Are they right? Or do you know what I mean? And who's to say that we're right? And the, and then you realise that the, you know. There's a lot of millions upon millions upon millions of people live in 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 these societies in this part excuse me in this part of the world. So, you know, I I don't want to be critical either, but you know, I suppose I don't you know I don't morally agree with it all, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, if 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 it's a if it's if it's a culture's way of life, you know, it's very hard to say when you're wrong. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just scared to say anything because I'm here. But then I had this weird situation, and this is one of the things I think I, I'm going to sound like a woke asshole or something like that now. But when I saw this, I that made me feel a little bit down and made me feel a little bit like, oh, this is, you know, because you have moments where, you know, at breakfast in the morning, there's a section for 
pork for Westerners because obviously they don't eat pork here. But it's, it always has to be away somewhere else where you don't where nobody, no Muslim people will touch it. For example, and then the shopping uh, uh, in, in the shops, you know, if you want to go buy ham or anything like that, that's a complete section. You go through a doorway and it's kind of locked off. A bit like what the off licenses are in in Ireland now. Actually, when there's an off license in your centre and all that kind of stuff, it's kind of away. It's kind of you know locked away. But I went into the shop just buying, you know, a few bits of pieces like, you know, uh, uh, toothpaste and uh, and uh, deodorant and paying a fortune for it all. <laughs> yeah, things can be a little bit expensive here. Um, but uh, so there's a guy in front of me and I'm not going to, uh, I can guess where he's from by the way he treated the women behind the till. But I was quite taken aback by how... It was nearly like he was aggressively dismissive of the women behind the till. And they were all, yes, sir, no, sir, wanting to do everything to please you, sir, kind of a thing. And he wouldn't make eye contact with them. He kind of flung the money at her without looking at her. They, you know, they were, you know, filling his bag for him, you know, putting his stuff into a plastic bag for him or whatever. And he wouldn't acknowledge them. He didn't say hello. He didn't say goodbye. He, you know, and all that. And you felt that, oh, that's uh, that's culturally that's the way it is and and then i noticed it in the swimming pool here and and and, and that kind of stuff and um you know mothers look after the kids and, and the fathers are very like the men are very much separated on their phones on you know you know i don't do that stuff kind of a vibe and it's not it's it's not even that they're trying to hide it it's that's the way that it is you know um and I haven't been to a, a mall yet. Apparently going to the malls is a big thing here. But I haven't been to a mall. And apparently Jason was saying like, there's yeah, you'll see the families and the woman always has to walk behind the man. And that kind of stuff, I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm so woke, but it kind of gets you a little bit. I think subconsciously it got me a little bit down. And I just didn't, I felt weird being around it, you know. But then again, you know, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like you can have a have the crack, and you know the the woman that's in our group, like she was going to go off somewhere on her own today, and we were all like, "You are bloody well not, no way," you know. You just wouldn't feel safe like that, you know, and that's a bit that feels a bit off. And while Dubai is famous for being massively westernized and having all these crazy things here like everything here is it's the best in the world you know it's the the tallest uh, building in the world or there's a zip line here that people go on that's the longest zip line in the world or you know everything's the best in the world or the most expensive stake in the world you know everything's the best in the world you know kind of a thing it's materialism through the roof i kind of feel good that i've that i've been here because it, in a weird way has made me grateful for the things that i have and i'm not rich but you realize that oh yeah and i know we all say it we all say it we all say it but do we really mean it that money isn't important and you know or it's not the most important thing in the world or like there's way more important things than money but yet we can get caught we can get caught up in wanting things or wanting materialistic things and I'm kind of grateful for, like, I don't, you know, we, and I'm assuming, I mean, there's no millionaires listening to this podcast, but, you know, it did make me feel grateful for Ireland, you know? We give out about Ireland a lot, but we've great things in Ireland, you know? Yeah, it's not as sunny, fair enough, but we can have a pint, and we're good people to each other. We don't appreciate that enough. We don't appreciate the little things like, you know, saying how are you to the bus driver or laughing at someone in the street or, like, saying how are you. You wouldn't say how are you here, let me tell you. The crack, 
Let me tell you, I'm looking forward to doing these gigs tonight because apparently it's for loads of Irish people and I'm going to go nuts on stage because we need the crack. And we don't appreciate the value of the crack in Ireland and that's our ability to laugh at stuff and our ability to make fun of each other in a healthy way, our ability to, um, to yeah, just see the funny side of things. Because that does not exist here. You're having the crack with the staff here sometimes and they're like, what are you talking about? So... You know, it has made me grateful massively, and um, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to you know. I don't know if I'll be back. I don't know if I should to really experience Dubai. Should I come over and spend a load of money on silly stuff? I don't think I'll be into that. To be honest with you, Jason went uh, was invited to a restaurant last night with some friends where it was like ridiculous money for the meal, right? And he was like, "Yeah, uh, that's great, yeah, bye." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not you know. It's funny, you get to a point, or maybe it's a point of maturity in your life where these things aren't impress, aren't going to impress you. And you don't have to be bitter about it either, and you don't have to say, oh, it's all shite, but you can kind of just go, yeah, pfft. you know. I did make, like, I, I was uh, on a, a Zoom call, because I could. that's the only way that I can video call my daughter on Zoom, they allow Zoom, and uh, she was having uh, her almond butter that her mother makes for her on toast, and a little bit of jam that her mother makes as well. And I was like, geez, I'd love to be there now. I'd love to be in Dublin having almond butter on toast with jam that was all made at home, that we bought all the ingredients in a little. And my lovely cup of coffee that I buy from my local uh, coffee shop down the road and just sipping on that. And it made me appreciate all those tiny little things. Like, I'm in the big, fancy, lovely hotel room, but, um, yeah, it's been a bit... It, that, that kind of stuff is weird in the head, I have to say. It's weird. But then maybe that's just sometimes it takes a few days for the cultural, you know, um, adjusting to do. And uh, maybe we will. Uh, maybe I will get stuck into I'll try and go out a little bit more tomorrow and see if I can do a little bit of exploring tomorrow and experience some other things. Um, I just, t- like, I had one day in the beach and then yesterday I did nothing. I had some work to do. But I just stayed in the hotel room. And that's what I appreciated. They've got a lovely big bath. And I was just like, sure, you'd have to make the most of the bath, wouldn't you? So I did. I had a bath. So, yeah. So, that's the crack with Dubai. I'm kind of only a couple of days into it, but I'll probably update you on it more a little bit next week. I had loads of other things that I wanted to talk about today, but I've already done 40 minutes. I can't believe I've done 40 minutes. So, I think that's enough for you guys, right? Um, I will have a nice cheeky little podcast uh, coming out, like some maybe some interesting guests over the next while for you to keep you uh, interested and to keep you going. But I hope you're all well. Thank you so much for the messages. And come here. As I said before, please do support this podcast. If you are enjoying it, tell your friends. Please, let's get the listeners up. I'm not asking you for any money. I'm just saying, please, share it. Tell people you enjoyed it. Tell people to get onto it. Um, I'm doing, if you're in Dubai tonight, uh, um, February, it's not February, May the 6th, and the 7th, I'll be performing with Jason Byrne in McGettigan's Pub. If anyone's in Dubai and listening to this one, by the time it comes out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up now. And then, also, the other news of gigs is I will be doing Kilkenny Cat Laughs Festival. I'll be doing, I think, three shows? Yeah, three shows I'm doing in Kilkenny Cat Laughs. So, if you want to uh, go to Kilkenny Cat Laughs, it'll be on the June Bank Holiday Weekend. Google Kilkenny Cat Laughs, and I'll be doing that comedy festival alongside people like Neil Denimer, Tommy Tiernan I'm getting to gig with, I'm delighted about. And um, I'm getting to do, so I'm, I'm, yeah, really looking forward to that. And um, loads of you already bought tickets to see me in Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, 
yeah, I'll keep uh, plugging the different shows that are going on. Uh, follow me on Instagram at the Stephen Mullen. And yeah, please do tell people about the show. Oh yes, and thank you for your messages. And please, I'm going to try and cover uh, cover some of your messages more next week because you did send me in loads of questions. Uh, lots of you wanted to um, give advice for people who uh, for kids that you have that are maybe struggling in education and knowing that I had struggled in my educational life. Um, I'll probably talk about that definitely another time. But if you're going to send me messages of things that you would like for me to talk on the podcast, whatever it is, I'd love to to do it. Um, please do email me at hellostevopodcast at gmail.com. It's as simple as that. Email me, hellostevopodcast at gmail.com. If you just want to chat or you just want some general thoughts or you want me to speak about literally anything, do so. I'm here to brighten up your day. I hope you've had a fantastic week, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for the weekend. Have a great one. And I'll be back in the next I'll be back next week with a new app. I'll be back with a special guest. And I will be in another location. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Peace and love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.